Chapter 29 Simply because they change and hide their names, do not give their right age, and by their own admission go about without allowing themselves to be recognized, there is no logic that can deny that they necessarily must exist. Heinrich Neuhaus, Pia et Ultimissima Admonestatio de Fratribus Rosae Crucis, Nimirum, Ansint, Quales Sint, Unde Nomen Illud Sibi Ashiverunt. Danzig, Schmidlin, 1618, French edition, 1623, page 5. Dio Televi used to say that Chesed was the sephira of grace and love, white fire, south wind. The other evening in the periscope I thought that those last days with Amparo in Bahia belonged under that sign. You remember so much while you wait for hours and hours in the darkness— I remembered especially one of the last evenings. We had walked through so many alleys and squares that our feet ached, and we went to bed early, but we didn't feel like sleeping. Amparo, huddled against the pillow in the fetal position, was pretending to read one of my little pamphlets on the Umbanda, propping it on her knees. From time to time she would roll lazily onto her back, legs spread, the book balanced on her belly, listening to me read from the book on the Rosicrucians. I was trying to involve her in my discoveries. It was a mild evening. As Belbo, exhausted with literature, might have put it in one of his files, there was naught but a lovely sighing of the wind. We had splurged on a good hotel. There was a view of the sea from the window, and the still-lighted closet kitchen offered the comforting sight of the basket of tropical fruit we had bought at four that morning. It says that in 1614 an anonymous work appeared in Germany entitled Allgemeine und Generalreformation, or General and Common Reform of the Entire Universe, followed by Fama Fraternitatis of the Honorable Confraternity of the Rosy Cross, addressed to all learned men and sovereigns of Europe, together with a brief reply by Herr Hasselmeier, who for this reason was cast into prison by the Jesuits and then placed in irons on a galley, now printed and made known to all the sincere of heart, published in Kassel by Wilhelm Bessel. A little long, isn't it? Apparently all titles were like that in the seventeenth century. Lina Wertmuller wrote them, too. Anyway, this was a satirical work, a fairy tale about a general reform of mankind, partly plagiarized from Traiano Boccalino's Reguagli di Parnaso. But it contained a manifesto of about a dozen languages, the Fama Fraternitatis, which was republished separately a year later, at the same time as another manifesto, this one in Latin, Confessio Fraternitatis, Rosei Crucis ad eruditos Europae. Both present the confraternity of the Rosy Cross and talk about its founder, a mysterious C.R. Only later, and from other sources, was it learned or presumed that C.R. was one Christian Rosenkreutz. Why didn't they use the full name? The whole thing's full of initials. They didn't use anybody's full name. They're all G.G.M.P.I. One is called P.D., an affectionate nickname. Anyway, the pamphlet tells of the formative years of C.R., who first visited the Holy Sepulchre, then set off for Damascus, moved on to Egypt, and from there went to Fez, which must have been one of the sanctuaries of Moslem wisdom at the time. There, our Christian, who already knew Greek and Latin, learned Oriental languages, physics, mathematics, and the sciences of nature, accumulating all the millennial wisdom of the Arabs and Africans, as well as Kabbalah and magic. He also translated a mysterious Liber M, 
into Latin, and thus came to know all the secrets of the macrocosm and the microcosm. For two centuries everything Oriental had been fashionable, especially if it was incomprehensible. They always go for that. Hungry, frustrated, exploited, mystery cocktail coming up. Here, she passed me a joint. This is good stuff. See, you also seek to lose yourself. Except that I know it's only chemical, no mystery at all. It works even if you don't know Hebrew. Come here. Wait. Next, Rosenkreutz went to Spain, where he picked up more occult doctrines, claiming that he was drawing closer to the center of all knowledge. In the course of these travels, which for an intellectual of the time was a sort of total wisdom trip, he realized that what was needed in Europe was an association that would guide rulers along the paths of wisdom and good. Very original. Well worth it, all that studying. I want some cold mamaya. In the fridge. Do me a favor, you go. I'm working. If you're working, that makes you the ant, so be a good ant and get some provisions. Mamaya is pleasure, so the grasshopper should go. Otherwise, I'll go and you read. Oh, no, Jesus, I hate the white man's culture. I'll go. Amparo went to the little kitchen, and I enjoyed seeing her against the light. Meanwhile, C.R. was on his way back from Germany, but instead of devoting himself to the transmutation of metals, of which his now immense knowledge made him capable, he decided to dedicate himself to spiritual reformation. He therefore founded the confraternity, inventing a language and magic writing that would be the foundation of the wisdom of generations of brothers to come. No, no, I'll spill it on the book. Put it in my mouth. Come on, no tricks, silly. That's right. Oh, God, how good Mamaya is. Rosenkreuzlicher Mutiaya. Anyway, what the first Rosicrucians wrote in the first few years could have enlightened the world. Why, what did they write? There's the rub. The manifesto doesn't say. It leaves you with your mouth watering. But it was important, so important, it had to remain secret. The bastards. No, hey, hey, cut that out. Well, as the Rosicrucians gained more and more members, they decided to spread to the four corners of the earth, vowing to heal the sick without charging, to dress according to the customs of each country, never wearing clothes that would identify them, to meet once a year and to remain secret for a hundred years. Tell me, what kind of reformation were they after? I mean, hadn't there just been one? What was Luther then, shit? No, you're wrong. This was before the Protestant Reformation. There's a note here. It says that a thorough reading of the Fama and the Confessio evinces... Evinces? Evinces, shows, makes evident. Stop that, I'm trying to talk about the Rosy Cross. It's serious. It evinces. Rosenkreutz was born in 1378 and died in 1484 at the ripe old age of 106. And it's not hard to guess that the secret confraternity made a considerable contribution to the Reformation that celebrated its centenary in 1615. In fact, Luther's coat of arms includes a rose and a cross. Some imagination. You expect Luther to use a burning giraffe or a limp watch? We're all children of our own time. I found out whose child I am, so shut up and let me go on. Around 1604, the Brethren of the Rosy Cross were rebuilding a part of their palace or secret castle, and they came across a plaque with a big nail driven into it. When they pulled out the nail, part of the wall collapsed, and they saw a door with something written on it in big letters. Post Centum Viginti Anos Patebo. I had already learned this from Belbo's letter, but still couldn't help reacting. My God! What is it? 
It's like a Templar document that— A story I never told you about a colonel who— What of it? The Templars must have copied from the Rosicrucians. But the Templars came first. Then the Rosicrucians copied from the Templars. What would I do without you, darling? That Agis ruined you. You're looking everywhere for revelation. Me? I'm not looking for anything. And a good thing, too. Watch out for the opiate of the masses. El pueblo unido jamás será vencido. Go ahead, laugh. So what did these idiots say? These idiots learned everything they knew in Africa. Weren't you listening? And while they were in Africa, they started packing us up and sending us here. Thank God. Otherwise you might have been born in Pretoria. I kissed her. Beyond the door, I went on, they found a sepulchre with seven sides and seven corners, miraculously illuminated by an artificial sun. In the middle was a circular altar decorated with various mottos or emblems, on the order of Nequaquam Vacuum. Quack-quack what? Signed Donald Duck. It's Latin. It means the void does not exist. That's good to know. Otherwise, think of the horror. Do me a favor and turn on the fan. Animula, vagula, blandula. But it's winter. Only for you people of the wrong hemisphere, darling. For me it's July. Please, the fan. It's not because you're a woman, just that it's on your side of the bed. Thanks. Anyway, under the altar they found Rosenkreutz's body intact. In his hand was a copy of Book One, crammed with infinite knowledge. Too bad the world can't read it, the manifesto says. Otherwise, gulp, wow, burr, squish. Ouch! As I was saying, the manifesto ends by promising that a huge treasure remains to be discovered, along with stupendous revelations about the ties between the macrocosm and the microcosm. As I was saying, the manifesto ends by promising that a huge treasure remains to be discovered, along with stupendous revelations about the ties between the macrocosm and the microcosm. And don't think that these were a bunch of tacky alchemists offering to show us how to make gold. No, that was small potatoes. They were aiming higher in every sense of the word. The manifesto announced that the fama was being distributed in five languages, and soon to appear on this screen the confessio. The brothers awaited replies and reviews from learned and ignorant alike. Write, telephone, send in your names, and we'll see if you're worthy to share our secrets, of which we have given you only the faintest notion. Sub umbra alarum tuarum Jehovah. Which means? It's a form of conclusion, over and out. It sounds as if the Rosicrucians were dying to tell what they had learned, and were anxiously waiting for the right listener, but not one word about what it was they knew. Like that fellow whose picture was in the ad we saw on the plane. Send me ten dollars, and I'll tell you how to become a millionaire. And it's no lie he has discovered the secret, and so have I. Listen, you better read on. You're acting as if we had just met tonight. With you, it's always like the first time. Ah, but I don't get too familiar with the first one who comes along. Anyway, you have quite a collection now. First Templars, then Rosicrucians. You haven't read Plakanov by any chance. No, I'm waiting to discover his sepulchre a hundred and twenty years from now, unless Stalin buried him with tractors. Idiot, I'm taking a bath. 